Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 601, recorded live on June 23rd, 2019. And here are your hosts. The man who had a company thing last Saturday, Dave Poulet. Hi. And the man who had a Father's Day thing last Sunday, Andy Lowe. Hi. I had something on Sunday, too. I'm just trying to remember what it was. Oh, I had a, a two-year-old's birthday party. Oh. Yeah, we're going to have to do that next month. Yep. I, I get the, the pleasure of doing two of them within two weeks of each other because we had two sets of friends who both had children at, like, the same two-week period. Mm. One's, like, 16 days older than the other. That's a bit crazy. So, yeah, we had our company picnic last week. I uh, had Father's Day. Cool. You should come to our picnic next week. Not next week, next year. I would um, have to be over in Wisconsin then. Correct. <laughs> it's... And, and not just you. No. You, you, Kate, and Isaac. Yes, I know. But, like, you should come to the picnic. Yes, but that is a... How long of a Four drive? Four and a half hour drive. Four and a half hour drive? Yeah. Andy, I got to pet a zebra. Mm, yeah, I got to feed a giraffe. That's cool. There's also a construction yard petting zoo and a bunch of free food. Laura's talking about all the other stuff, and I'm sending you a dozen pictures. Uh, it, this is really cool, man. We'd love to have you guys out here for the picnic. Hmm? Dave wants us to go to his company picnic next year. Kate said no. What? Okay. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> It's it's literally designed for like kids. Yes, but that would be a a four and a half hour drive with a three year old. Yeah, it would be a five hour drive because we'll definitely have to stop halfway through. Oh yeah, yeah. So actually, probably like six hour drive. No, six hours would be the way back because we'd lose an hour due to the time change. Well, the the actual driving time doesn't change, Andy. Well, I know, yes, but from door to door, if it's five hours, then we're going to move time zones. It's going to be six. Well, but by that logic, then coming here, it's only four. Yeah. Because you, you get that hour back. Mm-hmm. Think about it. You got a whole year. You can see where, where Isaac is closer to it. But, like, there was a petting zoo. There was a construction yard petting zoo. The construction yard petting zoo, I think, is, is my favorite part because it's just like it's heavy machinery. It is giant excavators and you can just like climb all over it. There was a fire truck. You could climb all over it. There was like, oh, man, bouncy castles. There was a, a corn pit. Have you ever seen a corn pit, Andy? Yeah, actually, I have because we've got stations in uh, Wisconsin and Minnesota. So the state fairs have those. And they just throw the toddlers into it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a petting zoo. It had baby bunnies and baby kittens that you could just hold and handle. It was, oh, it was so good. It's, it's not what you normally think of when you think of a company picnic. Let's put it that way. Yeah, my company picnics are just uh, some food and everybody sitting around awkwardly staring at each other. Yeah, that's, that's not what my company picnic is. So that's what I was doing last week, though. It's not what I did this week. This week was something else. And I'm absolutely exhausted because of it. This week was Pathfinder Athon. Is that Julie in one of your pictures? Uh, I don't think so, but she was there. <laughs> I mean, she works at the company. I know. That's why I was like the the one you sent me of the paddock with the mini horse. The paddock with the mini horse, not the one with the the alpaca. No, the mini horse. Oh, there's the mini horse, which actually was the same paddock. Uh, where do you think you see Julie? Isn't that her right next to the horse or no? 
Mm, oh my god, was that Julie? Did I catch? No, that's not her. Okay. <laughs> like, did I catch Julie and not see her? That is not her. Wants okay. To, wants us to drive five hours to see ponies. <laughs> no, not to see ponies. To see us. You two can have this conversation later. We've got a podcast to record. <laughs> we want you guys to come out and visit us and also go to the picnic. Anyway, <laughs> it's only like a 16,000 person picnic. No big deal. Yes, but the driving is the key. Yeah, I know the driving is the key and I know the driving sucks. I can't bring the picnic to you. No, that would not work. That would that would not work at all. Nope. Uh, oh, I had a thing I wanted to add to our topics. That one. Okay. Don't mind me. Just adding one more topic. So, how was how was your week, Andy? It was good. Cool. We, glad uh, to hear it. On Father's Day, we went up to see the uh, West Michigan Whitecaps. Cool. Which is the uh, A-level minor league team for the Detroit Tigers. Ah. Uh-huh. So we, you know, we were curious to see how Isaac would handle baseball games. So okay, how did he handle baseball? He he did not handle baseball. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, why would you expect him to handle baseball? It's a boring sport. He handled last year quite well, but granted, he was you know only he wasn't old enough to actually understand anything. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was one. No, he was less than one because it was May. Okay, he was less. He was ten months, right? Yeah, Eight ten months, months old. Yes, somewhere, somewhere around there. Yeah. So yeah, he was. He sat, you know, in the chair eating his stuff last year. This this year, he was just all over the place. And luckily, there was a uh, there was an actual playground in the uh, in the the baseball diamond. So. He got to play on the playground for a bit and, you know, wandered around. But the, uh, yeah, there's there's no playground at the Tigers stadium, so. No, no. It's it's a boring and not at all entertaining thing to do. Nope. I, I agree with your son wholeheartedly. So, yeah, we're going to, yeah, if we go over there for our anniversary, we're going to probably go over for um, going to the zoo and such. So, cool. because like I said, I got to feed a giraffe. That is pretty neat. Mm-hmm. I got to feed a longhorn bull and a baby zebra and some horses and a really angry turkey. <laughs> yeah, turkeys. Just, just, turkeys are not friendly animals. <laughs> no, there's there's a bunch of wild turkeys around the Kalamazoo area, and they are mean. They're mean. Yeah, yeah like... So so the way the, the farm that had provided the petting zoo was, was doing this was they had a bunch of um, ice cream cones, cake cones, okay, filled with seed. And so that this way the, the animal could eat the seed and also the container that the seed was in. Oh, it's a cute picture. Kate just sent me a picture of the giraffe. Mm-hmm. That's very cute. Yep. So you, you got to you hold out this ice cream cone filled with candy, not candy, seed, and the animals loved it. But the turkey, the turkey would come up and not just like nom on it. The turkey would peck and grab it from you and tear it out of your hands. And if you were not careful, it would go for your fingers. That, no. Yep. I am also adding another topic to the list, so uh, feel free to refresh as well. You added topic? I added topic. You added topic. There Mm -hmm. is topic. Flying saddle? Mm Mm-hmm. What is the flying saddle? I'm glad you asked. (laughs) Oh, 
Oh my! So the Paris Hi, Air Ryanair. Yeah, the uh, the Paris Air Show is yeah. this week. Okay. So it think think of uh, your your airplane seat. Yeah, which is already pretty small. Yep. Yeah. And instead of the seat bottom where you actually sit, it's basically like a bicycle saddle. Okay. And a straight back chair that does not recline. Nope. Okay. Seat back sits straight up, forcing good posture. A knee cutout provides another precious a few inches of leg room. That is not a precious few inches. That knee cutout is like three quarters of an inch deep. So you can't even put your legs together. Because you're sitting on this bicycle saddle. So, wow. I, all right, so here's the thing. What's, mm-hmm. what's the, what is your price, right? That's the question. Yes. If you were offered a $20 plane ride from Kalamazoo to Seattle, but you had to sit on that. For three, see, it's three oh, hours. Oh, Andy, Kalamazoo to Seattle is like five hours. Well, it would be Kalamazoo to Detroit, and then from Detroit to Seattle. No, nope. I'm saying let's just let's just make it simple. Direct flight Kalamazoo to Seattle. Can we do Detroit? That way, I can actually get an actual number. Sure, Detroit to Seattle. Detroit to Seattle it should be a five and a half hour flight. Four hours fifty minutes nonstop okay. plus tarmac. Yeah. So if I had to sit on that bicycle seat for five hours. I don't know. Like I, I've, I try to think. The longest bicycle ride I've been on has been three hours. Yeah. I mean, but for twenty bucks. I don't know if I could do that. Twenty-three inches of space. Yeah. Is that total space from, like, the back of your chair to the back of the chair in front of you? I mean, man, I don't know. Like, there is a price, right? Yeah. Certainly for a short flight. Yes. Think of, like, Milwaukee to Detroit. Yeah. It's a one-hour no. flight. Yeah, if if I had to take this from Kalamazoo to Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if you, like, I'd, I'd stand most of the flight. Like, give me a handhold above the, the, um... The chair, mm-hmm. like in a, a rail car or in a trolley. Oh yeah, no, that would that would. Um... As long as I had a place where, when I wanted to sit, I could sit down, even on a saddle. Mm-hmm. I'd do that. If it meant paying like half price, I'd do that. The seat maker is also pondering an underseat shelf where kids and shorter passengers can rest their feet so they're not dangling for the duration of the flight. It, it just, just treat it like a really big roller coaster ride. Yeah, right. That looks like the seat on the Raptor. Yeah. No one's going to pick this up, right? No, they've been, uh, according to this article, they've been trying to sell this for the last 10 years. Yeah, no one, like, not even Ryanair is going to pick this up. No. Now, okay, so here's the question for you then. So, Elon Musk is trying to do his, uh, what do they call it, the, the, the hopper or the whatever they calls it now? I don't know. That jet, you know, that rocket-based flight thing. What? Isn't he trying to, like, replace planes with rockets? I don't think so. Elon Musk wants to use SpaceX rockets to uh, travel anywhere on Earth. He wants to use his, uh, whatever he's calling the Starship, to um, replace airplanes for long-distance travel here on Earth. According to Musk, the cost per seat would be about the same as a full fare economy in an aircraft. 
Okay, but he wants to use the Falcon Tevi Tevi. Yeah. The BFR. Yes. That, that's Which what Starship is, is right? Yeah, that's what Starship is now, yeah. He wants to use a BFR to replace planes. Yes. Oh, okay. I, I feel like the, the um, danger aspect. Like, planes have a pretty successful rate. I think a higher success than rockets. <laughs> That is true, especially since, <laughs> you know, stuff uh, just randomly explodes for um, no apparent reason that they know yet. Yeah, I, I, that, that's a ways away. <laughs> so imagine these on a... Well, except you, you couldn't do these, right? Falcon Heavy or BF5 Starship, whatever the hell they're calling it. Like, the seats are going to have to be pretty cushy because you're undergoing some pretty intense G-forces. That's true. <laughs> A recent UBS report analyzed the market for what's known as point-to-point space travel. It's, wow. There isn't much of one. If the obstacles to point-to-point space travel can be overcome, the service would represent an annual market of more than $20 billion. Some disagree, saying the technology's safety is nowhere close to being reliable or that the travel method doesn't solve key logistical issues to long-haul air travel. Really? <laughs> logistical challenges. You think there might be a couple? Well, you just have to uh, just basically have to build launch pads at uh, what do they call the the major shipping ports, sort of thing. There, where like you know, like Oakland and you know I mean, L.A. shipping ports, ports yeah, of the, entry? the major ports of entry. Yes, you'd need some pretty specialized infrastructure if you're doing rockets back and forth. Yeah. And, like, how do you handle air traffic control with that? Planes can change direction. Rockets rockets have a harder time changing direction than planes. Yes. But SpaceX right? wants to use Starship. Star, they say, okay, so SpaceX says Starship could ha- fly as many as 100 people from New York to Shanghai in 39 minutes. Okay. 100 people at 39 minutes. Um, let's see. Capacity of 787. Boeing 787 is 335 passengers. Mm-hmm. And what's New York to Shanghai? 18 hours. 15 hours. 15 hours, yes. If you take 15 hours by Delta. So, like, in, in the time aspect, yes. In the cost aspect? It, it feels like launching a Starship is going to cost a lot more than launching a 787. Like, just in the fuel category. I mean... I'm no rocket scientist, but is is rocket fuel that cheap? Uh, they use a really use a, a kerosene blend, if I remember correctly. I, I really want to look at this fuel? report now. Stupid report being behind a freaking paywall. Uh, yeah, they're talking about revenue opportunity. It's like, okay, well, that's revenue. Is there an actual profit of selling these tickets at $2,500 per trip? No. Okay, so there's 100, 100 seats, $2,500 per ticket, which means 2500 They add two more zeros, quarter of a million dollars per flight. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense because the current Falcon no. flights are like... Yeah, it it does not make sense at all. I, I don't know what Musk is trying to do. I I don't think he's trying to do what he thinks he's trying to do. I don't know. Uh, anyway, should probably talk about some other stuff. Okay, just you know. Yeah, I thought it was an interesting thing. Well, I mean, like we've got a lot of other topics. Yes, yes, we do. I'm, do I'm not dismissing what we were talking about. I, I just that we have a lot of other topics to talk about. We should probably talk about them. Okay, like the one I added. It's summer games done quick. Woo! Is that next weekend? 
It's, it's right now. Oh, right now. Literally right now. While we are recording this, they are playing... Uh, like now. Spyro. Like right now. Yes. They're playing Spyro. We just missed it. Oh, when? Now. Now, now? <laughs> Everything okay. that's happening now is happening now. Oh, 2.09 p.m. There's going to be a Portal 2. That should be interesting to watch. Yeah. Uh, that's the single player inbounds. So that means he can't leave... He can't jump between levels like I've seen some people do. Right, because it's all like sometimes. Well, it's not even between levels. It's that you. So each level is a map, right? It's a full 3D structure. Yeah, Um, the elevators are. It is is possible to jump out of that structure and then jump back into that structure. Gotcha. Uh, So that's that's what they usually mean by um, inbounds is you can't go out of bounds. You can't go past a wall. Well, that should be interesting. This to is see. oh, this is Portal Two. Yeah. Oh, what's the speed run? Speed run Portal single player inbound. Oh, I don't need single player. Just Portal Two inbounds. Portal leaderboard. Got it. Yep. Uh, fastest out of bounds for Portal is six minutes and fifty eight seconds. Fastest inbound is 10 minutes and 36 seconds. Jesus Christ. That is that is an optimized game. I've got single player inbounds, time without load, 59 minutes, 52 seconds. For Portal or Portal 2? Portal 2. I'm looking at Portal. Oh. Yeah, no, Portal itself, you can break that pretty Portal, they, they like destroy... So Portal Glitchless is about 16 minutes. I, I remember when Portal came out, like, the only complaint was that it was too short. And it was, like, a 90-minute game. But, like, damn, man, 10 minutes. Yeah, it wasn't even supposed to be the big game out of the orange box. Yep. It was like, oh, sweet, episode two. And these other games. And these other games. Free. And now it's, like, Portal and the, it's Portal and Team Fortress. Team like, Fortress 2. <laughs> and, like, okay, those are, those are awesome games. And Half-Life's just kind of sitting there, like, don't forget about me. <laughs> uh, yeah, Portal. So Portal 2, hour and 15 minutes. Looks like he's given so this is who can't even. Uh, so if I go look up Portal 2, where is he on the leaderboard? Because he's, he's going to be on there. He's currently eight days ago. Oh, he's in first place. He's in first place. Yeah. Single player inbounds 59 minutes. So he gave himself an extra 15 minutes. Yeah. I think he'll he'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I think he'll do it. Mm-hmm. Jesus. This is wow. Super Mario Brother 2 all stages. Uh-huh. No warps. In 25 minutes. Yep. What? It's, I see some of these things and I'm just like, but, but what? How? But, how? But how? Yeah, well, how? that's, dude, that's why I watch these. Like, it's, it's, it's like watching track and field, I think. Like, it's just the technical prowess. It is the knowledge of every piece. It is the memorization. It is the patterns. Like, it's just so good. And sometimes... Sometimes, if you're really lucky, because it's only sometimes, the commentary is even better than the game. Oh, yeah. If you get the right people on the couch, it's just so good. But like tomorrow, someone's doing Metroid, any percent, 15 minutes. (laughs) 15 minutes. That's it. This is the whole game. All right. 8.36 p.m. Bonus game two. Secret category two. Yep. No idea. They won't tell us what it is. They're just going to randomly throw something in there. Uh, So I think it's 
it might be just um, buffer time in case other things go over, because mm. other things do go over. Gotcha. Um, but additionally, there are um, incentives. I don't know if the, the bonus categories are, are the incentives. Hmm. Sorry, Kate's watching Infinity War in the next room. Nice. Uh, are you going to go see... That's Oh, that's an excellent question. We don't have End that game? on the topics. No, Endgame is getting re-released. Before it's even out of theaters, yeah, I can, they just I, want Avatar's record. It's a hundred percent. They 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 were sitting around a conference room going, "Hey, so we're really close to the worldwide record. Avatar still has us beat by a couple million. How can we bring people to watch like back to watch this? Like we're not going to beat the record. What can we do? Oh, let's add in a couple extra scenes and put in a, a stinger in the credits. Okay, Laura's comment is it shouldn't count. Yes, but Avatar also re-released. Did they? Yeah, you didn't... Yeah, they re-released. Avatar re-released? Yeah. Laura went and saw Avatar, like, ten times in the theaters. No, I didn't. No? Just twice? Oh. You saw Avengers a bunch of times, which which was worth it, because it was Avengers. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Avatar re-released. Well, if Avatar re-released, yeah, Endgame gets a re-release. That's only fair. <laughs> But I do have to point out, this is kind of... Avatar basically came out of nowhere-ish. Correct. And was, you know, the, you know... Endgame required 10 years and 22 movies... Of build-up. Of build-up. But they executed that build-up so well. Yes. So well. And, like, part of me wants to say all of the in-canon Marvel movies should be considered together. In which case, there's nothing, nothing. Like, name another franchise that would come even close to the total revenue from the Avengers. Pokemon? Of movies? Oh, I thought you were just uh, just saying, like, media franchises. No, 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 oh, okay. no, no, not media franchises. Movies. Um, okay, Pokemon box office only only box office yeah. the pokemon franchise has made 1.857 billion dollars and how much did endgame make uh... endgame box office is currently sitting at 2.75 billion dang it all right um all right hold on so hold on, hold on. endgame by itself has made more than all of the pokemon movies movie franchises box office somebody's got a <laughs> okay, uh, da when was this posted? March 18th, 2019. Okay, here we go. So, still pretty, uh... Pretty this recent. Is, this is before... Endgame. This is before Endgame. Yeah. Before Endgame, 10 highest grossing movie franchises of all time. Yeah. So, what do we got? Okay. Give me the top three. Just, top three? Just give me the top three. Do you want to take a guess what the top three are? Uh, Avengers. Yep. Harry Potter. Yep. Star Wars. You are correct. Not in that order, but you are correct. Avengers, Star Wars, Harry Potter. Yep, top three. Not bad. No. Not yeah. bad. Mar right? Marvel Marvel is literally double Star Wars. Yeah. Granted, that's because, you know, movie ticket prices have been, it, you know, it'd be interesting to see how these are related to inflation and values at the time. Because, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, if you compare, in, you know, if you adjust for a fl inflation... Gone with the Wind is still, like, the number one movie of all time, box office-wise. Uh, I thought that they, like, most of these record-setting things are adjusted for inflation. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure 
both Avatar and Endgame were adjusted for inflation against Box Scott Office. Flynn. America's 20th highest grossing films of all time adjusted for inflation May 5th, 2019. So once again, this is before. Oh, according to Box Office Mojo, here we go. Adjusted for inflation. Uh, Gone, Gone with, with the wow. Wind. Adjusted for inflation, 1.8 billion. Point. No, that can't be right, Andy. Oh, that's. Gone with I have the wind. It listed here as adjusted for inflation is $3.4 billion. Where are you looking? IMDb. Oh, I'm looking at Box Office Mojo. Oh, these are adjusted, adjusted gr- for 2019 yeah. ticket oh, prices. Okay. You're looking at like adjusted gross or? Yeah, adjusted gross for a okay. ticket price of $9. Yeah. Gone with the wind, 3.8, somewhere between 3.4 and 3.8. Titanic is between 3.2 and 3.4. Avatar is 3.2, Star Wars A New Hope is between 2.9 and 3, Endgame is at 2.75. Yeah, that was the thing though, was Avatar was in the height of the 3D films, and it was like this was the, you know... Ooh, Avatar was... wasn't... I See, here's the thing, I wouldn't say Avatar was at the height of 3D films, I would say that Avatar was the... 3d film yes like i would go further i wouldn't say that other films were doing 3d properly avatar is so far the only movie i have seen where 3d added to the movie where it was not a gimmick that they did because it was fun i could see that in my mind avatar is literally the only 3d movie yeah no i can't argue that (laughs) right i just can't all right, do we have any... So, yeah, so, yeah, Endgame's getting re-released. I, I don't know. I will... I, you know, I, I literally am seeing Endgame still at Celebration Cinema here. Is that, like, you know, the non-re-released one? I, I don't know. I guess you'd have to call the theater and ask... Be like, hey, which version of Endgame are you showing? Mm-hmm. Adventures Endgame, three hours, one minute. It's so long. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's the thing. Like, I, I want to see it again, but it's so long. So here's the question. If Endgame and Spider-Man are out at the same time, would you want yeah. to go see Endgame and then basically, like, pop out and then pop right into oh, Spider-Man? Dude, I don't know if I could handle that emotionally. Because Spider-Man is all about the, the repercussions of Endgame yeah. and, and what happens... Spoilers, by the way. Uh, and, and what happens in Endgame and how Endgame ends. And, like, I don't know if I could actually handle that. That's a lot to take in. Is Captain Marvel still out? No. Okay, it's... Because no. it was out when Endgame came out. Captain Marvel, I think, is coming out on Blu-ray, like, right you around. You could actually now. go see the two of them together when it came out. Yeah, Captain Marvel DVD release date is out okay so you could watch captain marvel on dvd then go to the theater watch endgame re-released and then go see spider-man and that will literally be your day (laughs) oh god that would be so long i I, no 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 what's the runtime of all the the canon marvel movies now oh it's it's gotta be like 28 hours 30 hours 36 hours i think something like that something long oh my god MCU runtime. Total runtime of every MCU movie. Uh, last updated May 22nd, 2019 with Endgame. 48 hours and 11 minutes. Shit, no. 48 hours? 48 hours and 11 minutes. I want to... No, no, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't want to. Never mind. No, 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 no. Shit, 48 
my god. All right, so here's it. Okay, so we watched Iron Man, two hours, six minutes. Incredible Hulk, two hours. There's your bathroom break right there. Iron Man. You're probably going to need a bathroom break before the end of four hours of movie. Come on, are you sitting there drinking soda or not? Well, that's why I said Incredible Hulk, there's your bathroom break. Oh, the entirety of the movie. Yeah. I see. <laughs> okay. Or just bits of it. And then it's Iron Man 2, so in case there's a line, you could also go and get some concessions. <laughs> and then there's Thor. <laughs> hey, the original Thor was not bad. No. <sighs> but then, then you got a problem, because then you have Captain America, First Avengers, First Avenger, and then you have The Avengers, and then you have Iron Man 3. So between, yeah. I mean, even if you add a 10-minute break between each movie, that's still adding three hours to your runtime. Yeah. Because there's 18 movies, right? Yes, but I wonder if the run t- does the runtime here include credits? I think so. Because some of these movies have long credits, so... Time include credits. Theatrical releases, timing begins from the first distributor logo and ends at the last frame of the end credits. If there are any mid- or post-credit scenes, these should also be included in the running time. Okay, there you go. So yes, they include the credits. Oof. What I was thinking is, like, renting a theater or, or renting a projection and just running all movies straight over a weekend. And you can just drop in whenever you want. You come see the movies. Could be interesting. And I'm like, nope, that's a terrible idea. I don't want to do that. Okay. What else we got, Andy? Uh, what else do we have? Where are we? We got some cool... Yeah, now that we're done with Avengers for... For now? <laughs> for now. Um, just a bunch of little random things. How about Niantic and talking about what's going on over there? Um, well, Niantic just bought another company. Okay. Uh, they bought... Who did they purchase? Sensible Object. Sensible Object. Yes. Sounds like... Um, so I, 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 full disclosure, I haven't read through the article, just the title, which is that Niantic bought Sensible Object. I'm going to guess it's sensible as in a play on words of not only like sensible like that makes sense, but sensible as in sensing something, the verb. Uh, and so Sensible Object sounds like an AR company. You are basically correct, yes, because Sensible Object, um, based known for a Kickstarter for a game called Beasts of Balance. Damn you, Gary Gygax, your legacy lives on, naming things with the same letter twice. Alliterative games. Mm -hmm. Ghosts and Goblins, Dungeons and Dragons, Beasts and Burden. What is it? Beasts of... Beasts of Balance. Balance. Okay, sure. In which physical objects with digital companion games, location-based augmented games, okay. Yeah, so it it has experience with location-based and augmented reality games for its previous iteration, Hide and Seek. Yeah, so this is... Niantic has purchased this company, and they are making Niantic London. Yes. So right now, no surprise, they're going to be support for parent (laughs) Niantic's existing titles. You mean they're, like four apps that they've made oh yeah because it's ingress ingress prime pokemon harry potter five apps five ingress prime is is i think still ingress like you can't log into ingress i I believe ingress prime was the migration from ingress Mm. yeah you don't remember their fifth app field trip field trip (laughs) (laughs) we talked about field trip 
Yeah, like years ago. Yeah, and we we're like, man, this is kind of interesting. But like, why would you do this? Like, what what is this company? Because it was Google at that time, right? It was mm-hmm. Niantic Labs was part of Google. And you're like, yes. why is Google do like? I don't understand this thing. They're not making money from this, and it was entirely one hundred percent was there to seed the database. Yes, especially since they tried doing what post offices and. Historical well, by markers. De- yeah, by default, it was uh, post offices, fire stations, and some major historical things because that's the data that they had available. Yeah. The, the location of every post office in the country, of which every city has one, was known mm-hmm. and, and publicly available. Man, I loved that because that was when I was actually working at the post office. So I would show up to work and then, I, you know, when I was waiting for my turn to for the loading dock, I would just pop up the app and, you know, beep, 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 do my thing <laughs> and then just go off and do for work. Ingress? Yeah. Ah. And there was a library across the street and that one got added too. And it was like, hey, look at that. Yeah. Oh, okay. So they they purchased a company. Niantic's gone on a bit of a purchasing binge in the last couple months. Mm-hmm. This is not the first group that they acquired, so I'm curious as to what they're working on. They they just released, and we'll talk about, well, I guess this is a topic. We'll talk about the review later. They just released Harry Potter, Wizarding World. Wizards Unite. Wizards Unite. Yeah, mm-hmm. Wizarding World's the Disneyland thing. Wizards Unite. Um, Not Disneyland. I know, it's Universal. Yes, there you go. Or, but it's basically Disney. Um, <laughs> People at Universal will be very angry with you if you tell them that. <laughs> Well, the people at Universal need to get their shit together and start, like, really doing something, because Disney's fucking eating everything. Yes, Star Wars World is open, and four-hour blocks to get in there are just getting sold out. Did you know Viacom and CBS are in talks to merge? Didn't CBS used to... Yep! (laughs) I'll add that as a topic. Forgot about that one. But the, the Disney acquisition thing brought it back to mind. CBS and Viacom thinking about merging. Um, Who's bigger at this point? I feel like Viacom's bigger, but that might just be because I don't know what CBS owns anymore. So wait, so they were they were together and then they split back in 2006, and now they're looking to to merge back together again. And and it is a merger in this case, not an acquisition. Hmm. It's not one company is trying to buy the other. It's the two companies saying, you know what, let's pool our resources and and do stuff. It looks like Viacom's not doing so good. Doesn't Viacom have, like, a huge music library? It is currently the world's ninth largest media company in terms of revenue. Okay, so Viacom is owned by National Amusements. So how does that work with the merger? I'm not sure. Okay. I, man, I got nothing. Uh, Also, not a listed topic, but one that we, we had a conversation about this week. Uh, GameStop is doing some weird shit. <laughs> yeah, they are. Uh, Do not GameStop. pay attention to the man behind the curtain. Everything is fine. Yeah, it's just, GameStop is doing a stock buyback offering. I I, I found this out because I own GameStop stock, and I got an email saying like, "Hey, you need to decide if you're participating in this thing." I'm like, "What is this thing?" It's like, "Oh, well, GameStop is offering to buy back your stock." I'm like, "Oh, at a third of the price I paid for it." And it's like, "Well, it's market value." And like, "Well, what the hell is going? Why? 
how do you have money to do this, GameStop? This is really weird. Like, this feels like a bad choice, but what? I don't know. I don't either. I think I'm going to hold on to my stock. Okay. We'll see how that plays out. You do you, man. Yeah, I, I did me. Lost a lot of money doing me. Okay, I'm, I keep derailing our topics. Facebook announced a cryptocurrency. Like, the, the, I hear this, and in my head, all I can think of is Kodak announces a cryptocurrency. Well, but like... That was Kodak. Kodak's idea of of blockchain and cryptocurrency was a, like, last death throw of trying to stay relevant. Mm -hmm. Oh, digital cameras, that's silly. That'll never catch on. Film's fidelity is so much better. (laughs) You shitheads. It it was back in, like, the 80s. 1992. And then, you know, technology improved. Stupid fuckers. Like, come on. You look at that, you say, oh, that'll never catch on. It gets better. Mm -hmm. You assholes, look at your own history and look at the original film pictures. Technology makes things better. Like, oh, and I I can't really blame them. I mean, I look at modern tech, I say like, oh, I wonder, I wonder what is out there that people are mostly ignoring. I mean, like, what we were talking about earlier, right? Using rockets to travel from parts of the globe to parts of the globe. That'll never catch on. Planes are just so much more efficient. You can do things like change direction. Like, well, maybe it will catch on. Maybe I'm not thinking broadly enough. Maybe that is the market disruptor. But yeah. So Facebook announced a cryptocurrency. It's called Libra. And not much is known about it other than it's going to be a thing. It's to me like it's very different than than Kodak because it's not like Facebook is doing this out of desperation. No. So um so why are they doing it? Yes. And why is their website so crappy? I don't know. It's I mm. Yeah. I mean it'll definitely bring like cryptocurrency to the masses. But is that really a good thing? Depends on who you talk to. <laughs> I keep going back to Demon, the book, and the the sequel, Freedom, I think was the sequel, of how, like, there there are some technologies that exist that could fundamentally shift how we do business and how we think of society, and it could be a much better place, but it's, it's a scary transition. It is a revolution, and there will be casualties in said revolution. Mm-hmm. What am I looking at, Andy? Do you recognize who that is? Not offhand. I mean, Adam I, Sessler. I recognize the Lando. Okay. Adam Sessler is wearing the Lando t-shirt. <laughs> Isn't that the t-shirt that Tony made? Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> Just wearing it around, it seems. Yeah, never forget. Yep. He's in the next movie. Yep. Oh, shit, that comes out soon, Christmas. It? Okay. So not, not too soon. Mm-mm. They had to space it out. Yeah. Right? They had to give Endgame enough time to get out of the theaters. <laughs> This is the advantage of everything being under one roof is they can time shit like that. Yeah, that's the other thing. Isn't Avatar owned by Disney? No. James Cameron? He has his own company, doesn't he? I think so. Avatar 2009 film. Production company, uh, 20th, 20th Century Fox. Oh, oh. No, production company is Dune and Lightstorm, and Ingenious, distributed by 20th Century. Okay. Directed, produced, and written by James Cameron. No, there's no way that Disney owns this. Who owns the rights 
to that needs to be a website. Who owns the rights to things? Yeah, who owns the rights to or just who that's, owns that's the rights.com. Fuck, Disney owns the rights to Avatar. Yeah, following the film's success, Cameron signed with 20th Century Fox to produce four sequels. And since Disney bought 20th Century's uh, media empire, now, Disney has acquired film and television arms of 20th Century Fox, so it means Disney will own the rights from Avatar. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so now it's a Disney versus Disney fight. Disney, I mean, yeah. Dude, Disney's too big. Like, legit, it, it needs to get broken back up. Mm-hmm. Okay. How are we doing on time? Uh, we should probably hit the randoms because we just passed over an hour. Okay. That's, that's kind of what I thought. We've been... <laughs> so many topics and nothing we touched. So many rabbit holes. So many rabbit holes. It's like we're freaking in a prairie dog whatever those what? habitats are the prairie dog habitats where they just have like the holes everywhere but those aren't rabbit holes the d- do you understand the reference to a rabbit hole it does not have to do with actual rabbits what does it have to do with then alice in wonderland ah going down the, the rabbit, rabbit hole, hole. So no, no, prairie dogs, like, you may as well say, like, oh, this episode's like Swiss cheese because it's so full of holes. No, it's the rabbit hole. It's like the white rabbit. Gotcha. Follow the white rabbit. And there's another one. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're going, like, Inception-level stuff here. Down the rabbit hole of the rabbit hole? Yeah. It's rabbit holes all the way down. Uh, random topic, sir. I believe it is no. random review. Rather, random review. it is your review. <laughs> now what just... would you like to review, Andy? Well, let's talk about Harry Potter Wizards Unite, because that's now out. And as I open the app here, you know what I see around me? What do you see around you? Nothing. Well, it's because you don't live next to a stop or a gym or anywhere that had cell signal. Mm-hmm. I mean, it had cell signal, but didn't have um, cellular activity that Google could draw from. Yeah, so I am sitting here at home with nothing to do. Right. You have to go out to do something. Yes. The same would be true in Ingress or Pokemon Go. There's no XM around you. There are no Pokemon spawns around you yes you'd have to actually go somewhere and do something yes which you know is fine um the the problem is though is that okay so i'm wandering around and you know pokemon randomly spawn while you're walking around right yeah i'm asking because you i know, mean they, they don't randomly spawn but there are actual set spawn points oh there are yeah okay they don't so- just spawn anywhere there there actually are defined points it's actually the same points that spawn xm in Ingress. And I assume the same points that spawn the the unknowables? Questionables? I don't know. The Foundable. Uh, foundables. Game. Foundables. Yes. Is where you find the foundables because someone hated J.K. Rowling. Or someone really loved J.K. Rowling and just did, yeah. So yes, this is this is more Pokemon Go than Ingress. And, but, you know, so we I take this on a walk. And, you know, foundables yeah. just randomly spawn as I'm walking. Okay, yep, they will spawn in the same place in the future, just so you're aware. The, uh, the problem is, though, is the fact that, so the... The limiting resource 
in this game yes. is spell energy. Okay. So it's like your your Pokeballs. If you don't have a Pokeball, you can't catch a Pokemon. Or like XM from yeah. Ingress. Okay. But how do you recharge your spell energy? By visiting inns. Okay. So like Pokeballs. Yes. You you can visit an inn once every five minutes and you get to yep. randomly pick, you know, you do your little swipe and you get a random amount of spell energy. It's it's basically like a spell energy loot box. Is it only inns or is it like any of the place? Like inns, fortresses? Uh, just inns. But they just added an update for greenhouses where you can get some spell energy from a greenhouse. Okay. What does that mean if the greenhouse says there's a mushroom in seven hours? That means somebody planted a mushroom uh, one day minus seven hours ago. Ah. So in seven hours, a mushroom is going to appear at that greenhouse, and you better be there because within 30 minutes, that mushroom is going to disappear. Okay, is it like first come, first serve on a mushroom? No, um, everybody gets to see the mushroom. So once it sprouts, everybody can pick it. Okay, so it's, it's like a raid. Yeah. Cool. In seven hours and 36 yes. minutes. So at eight o'clock tonight. Yes. Great. Which is when I planted yeah, a timer mine. on the screen would be helpful. Yeah. Timer on the screen would be helpful. Um, how much spell energy you actually have would also, would also be helpful. We also be helpful. Yep. Yep. Because, um, you know, it, it would be, you know, helpful to know, hey, before I fight this guy, how much spell energy do I have? Because every time I cast a spell, I use up an energy. And I guess enough people actually complained that Niantic uh, gave everybody 50 free spell energy just because. Oh, get used to the complaints, my friend. <laughs> you, oh. This is this is the first Niantic game you've been playing in a long time. Mm-hmm. It, it is... Uh, not a company that is well known for transparency or preparedness. Yeah, this is funny was the fact that, you know, Kate was like, oh my God, there's so many things at the library. And I'm like, I know. Why do I know? Because I put them there. (laughs) (laughs) Granted, I looked. I submitted all of those. There's actually more there than I submitted. So I'm guessing some people from Pokemon submitted some stuff as well. Uh, You can't submit Pokemon stuff. Oh. Not in this country. Not yet. Well, then may- I'm guessing some other people after I left Ingress submitted some stuff because there's more stuff there than what I actually submitted. Yeah. But it's kind of funny where it's like, you know, I just, you know, I hate to say it, like the best piece of <laughs> Harry Potter equipment that I have is the ingress.com slash Intel website. <laughs> Just so you know where all this stuff is. Yeah. So I go, you know what? What's, you know, are there, are there spots over here? Yeah. It's like, oh, you know what? I uh, could go, I could go to the park. Be careful. I think they actually used the Pokemon Go data set, not the Ingress data set. But I thought Pokemon Go was based off of Ingress. Did they expand upon it the Ingress? Was. Okay. So Ingress has more than Pokemon Go. Ingress is a superset of Pokemon Go. Everything from Pokemon Go is in Ingress, but not all of Ingress was moved to Pokemon Go. They use different layers of the, uh, what is it called, like S22, the GeoGrid that they use for the two games. Oh, uh, it was Niantic's something something. I was actually reading this last night. There's an actual like official name for that database. Yeah, where it divides the world into squares of squares of squares of squares. Mm-hmm. And you can look at it at different levels. And in fact, those different levels, uh, I wonder if Pokemon Go spawn logic, research into the spawn mechanics, spawn points. Uh, what are spawn points? spawn points? Spawn points. Oh my god. There is a ton of research. But yeah, so it's, it's sort of like Pokemon Go, where you're trying to hunt down all these foundables. 
and yeah. you know you, you get into an event and you know rather than just tossing a poke ball at it you actually have to trace the spell outline on the screen so it's a little bit harder to do while you're on the move so our uh, our normal 20 minute walk took about twice as long because you know we'd walk and then we'd have to stop you know trace the spell out and then it may or may not work it might get resisted so then you have to try it again and it may or may not work it might get resisted your foundable might just randomly disappear yeah it's really rude where you're like oh it's a low level threat you try it once your spell doesn't work and then the foundable disappears you're like well son of a (laughs) that sucks yep get used to it Mm -hmm. it's gonna be a bumpy ride for a little bit yeah, the uh, the fortresses are the um, gyms. Uh, gyms and stops. There was not a one-to-one translation. I know, but it, it's kind of like a gym where you, you just battle. Because there, there's the confoundables where you just do the spells to just, you know, try and, you know, do spells to get these foundable items. But then there's also mm-hmm. battles where you actually have to protect yourself from somebody else trying to attack you. Oh, but not PvP. It's still PvE. No. Yes, it's still PvE. And that happens at fortresses. Yes. I have at least one fortress nearby. Fortresses are the really tall ones. Yes. One, two, three that I can see from my house. They are a ways away. Well, two of them are a ways away. Yes, there is in our neighborhood uh, two greenhouses and one inn, but that's on the opposite side of our neighborhood. And you d- you have to go to the inn to get spell energy. Yes. So it's always fun when you're walking through a big things and all the stuff, you know, just starts to spawn and you're like, I can't do anything because I need spell energy. And then you get to the, <laughs> you get to the inn and the inn gives you like maybe three, four spell energy so you can hit one or two things and then it's just, you know. Yeah, it, the limiting resource seems a little too limiting at the moment. Hmm. Oh, Westfield Park's got four stuff, though. I wonder what's at the park. That's what, honestly, Harry Potter needs a frickin' Intel map. It'll come. They gotta reverse engineer a few things first. Um, ah, here you go. You need the level 17 cells. Uh, Ingress can have multiple portals in a level 17 cell, but Go and therefore Harry Potter can only have one point of interest in a level 17. Are you sure about that? Because I was up in Holland when this dropped. Yeah. And I was sitting at Jimmy John's and I could hit the, there were literally like two inns on either side of me and things were spawning. You know, I'd do it and then I hit one end and then things would spawn and then I hit literally hit the other end. Yeah, absolutely. Like sitting right next to me. Andy, do you know how tight a level 17 cell is? How tight is a level 17 cell? Well, go look at the thing that I gave you. I, 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 hold on. I've been bouncing between multiple things here. This one angle, S2, lat long, S2 region. Where am I looking at on this giant type? list? I don't list? know. I'm trying to find, hang on. Uh, S2 map overlay. Here. Try with this link instead. All right, where's the button? There's no button on this map to uh, go to my spot. Bottom left. Center view. So set the minimum level to a level 17 cell. And am I just hitting search or what? Uh, no, so in the bottom left, grab the rectangle. Yes. And just draw draw a, a rectangle around like a couple blocks. Oh, each of those is a level 17 cell? Yeah. Them things are tiny. Yeah. So if you're sitting at, say, the corner of one of those cells, if you're careful about where you place the submissions, you could actually have four stops on top of each other. 
Could be. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. It's getting us out. We're walking. Isaac is yep. okay for a bit, but he's not a fan of these stop and starts. No. Yeah. I, I know how that goes. Lazarus is not pleased sometimes. But like I said, I you know I took him to the park and there was a whole bunch of stuff at the park. And so he was just playing around. And as he's playing around, I'm just, you know, hitting things randomly. So that's cool. Man, look at all the unused portals in Ingress. Oh, yeah. Well, because Ingress... Where did that go? Where is it? Uh, there can be multiple portals in L17. So Ingress is using something even tighter, like L18. Uh, the spawns, by the way, for your foundables are on level 20. Yeah, there's... I, I wander up to an inn, and there's freaking, like, four or five spawns. Yeah, so draw a level 20 uh, map, and you, you'll see how many spawns you could have potentially in an area. Oh, man. God, the science behind all this is just crazy. You said level 20? Yep. And then I do the rectangle thingy, and then I do that. Oh, oh, I think I broke it. I think I broke it. (laughs) You broke it? What did you do? Oh, wow, those are tiny. Yep. It's like 15 of those in a single block. So, yeah, it's Pokemon Go... But Harry Potter. But Harry Potter. You get to pick professions, too, which I still don't know what the professions actually do. Oh, I can tell you that. Each profession has its own skill tree. Well, yeah, I know, but what is this skill tree for? It increases your stats. What are these stats for? You, the, the fighting thing that you already talked about. Oh, is this the so fortress like stuff? Your maximum stamina, or your okay. protective ability, or your ability to pierce their protective ability of the other thing, or the... Uh, ability to use certain charms or in fact there's already a comprehensive guide to wizards unite classes so unless i'm doing fortresses it's not really gonna matter are you doing fortresses uh i do one just to get my daily quest in so i can get some gold and actually you know oh gosh my 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 vaults are literally just full of just stuff. Welcome to Ingress's Moneymaker, because you, sir, can buy space. Oh, I know. You can use in-game currency, or you can purchase in-game currency. No, that was the first thing I used with my in-game currency, was to buy more space, so. Yep. Yep, that's that's kind of what I got for you. <sighs> hmm? Yeah, so, yeah, if you want to do, uh, so the question for you, Dave, is are you just going to stick yeah. with Pokemon? I don't know yet. Oh, I think I'm probably going to stick with Pokemon for a while. I might dabble in Harry Potter from time to time. That's the other thing. Is the fact, are you going to be able to bounce between the two of them? Not quickly Mm. or easily. Uh, My phone is just, I mean, I have a Galaxy S7 that overheats when I run Pokemon Go in the summer. So, you know, running it on this is not, not necessarily the easiest thing. I'm also already turned off the AR stuff because... Yeah, they're pushing AR hard. But it, to me, it just it, it adds more problems than it does cool things. Yeah. Like, I, I, I tried a port key with AR, and the problem is yeah. I was in a building, and so my GPS drifted, and it drifted me outside of the AR area. Oh, no. And it kicked me out. And then A, didn't give me a chance to go back in, and B, didn't give me any of the stuff that I had already found. Yep. Can I, can I just say, the idea of a port key is one of those things in the Harry Potter universe that the more you think about it, the more you realize it's a terrible idea. How do you activate a port key, Andy? Not By in touching the game, it. But it. Right. Is, 
Is there any other requirement other than touching it? Uh, I don't think so. No spells to cast, no, nothing, right? So, what, first off, how do you move them? You have to somehow be able to, like, deactivate them? I, sure, okay. So you can deactivate it and then move it and then reactivate it? Yeah. How do you know it's a port key? Yeah, how how do you know it's a port key? I mean, the person who made it should know, that's cool, uh, but as, as evidenced in Harry Potter, the Goblet of Fire... You really can't tell it's a port key until you touch it. Mm -hmm. So, like, if I decide it also to become a port key, and this is never explained, right? It's because it's, it's a really poorly developed world. Um, do you or the the object have to have ever been to the place that it is a port key to? I feel like you sh that would have to be the thing. That would have to be part of the requirement, right? Yes. Like, either you or the object. Like, I, I could see, yeah, you t bring the object with you to the place and turn it into the port key, and what you've really done is anchored it to that place, and so anything that touches it goes to that place. Cool. Okay. Um, what's, what's, other than common decency, what's to stop me from, like, taking a, a dollar coin and turning it into a port key, and then just, like, dropping it on the ground in the middle of a busy city? Or literally just having a port key, and you you, you want somebody to leave you alone? Have, you know, have throw any, it at them. Yeah, throw it at them. Here, catch. <laughs> you know what? I have that. This is a new weapon for Aurors. Is a port key to the friggin' Azkaban. <laughs> you no longer need to capture someone. You need to make a ranged touch attack with a port key. I throw it at them. It bounces off of them. They are now teleported to the place I want them to go. Does it, doesn't this strike you as a terrible idea? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I still love the image of just, like, like a, a buzzer, right? The hand buzzers, the old joke ones? Mm-hmm. Of, like, oh, here, you know, it's all, everything's good. Sorry about that. Let me give you a pat on the back, and poof, they're gone. If two people touch the port key at the same time, they end up in the same relative position that they were when they touched the port key. Yes. What if a person... Let, let, hypothetical. I give you one place to stand to touch this key. What is Kate sending me? The fact okay. that we're probably, you know... <laughs> we need to... We need to wrap, we need to wrap this up. Okay, we, we can wrap this up. Yes. I don't think that's what she sent me, but we no, can but wrap this up. We need to wrap this up, so can we hit okay. the random topic, please? Yeah, I get Okay. <laughs> Sorry. This, this is what I was thinking of last night. <laughs> when I was laying in bed at 2 in the morning, having come back from pathfinder -athon. I was awake at 2 in the morning as well, with the Revelry new phenomenon. is banning support of Donald Trump. Mm. That's what Kate is sending me. I gotcha. think she sent it as a topic idea. Well, we're, we're kind of late on that one. Okay. Random topic. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. Yeah. Have you ever been robbed? Of physical goods? And me personally. Um, I've had stuff taken from a car. My car was broken into. But that's not a robbery, right? That's burglary or theft. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because according to Ant-Man, you know, robbery is with uh, some sort of force or physical something. Definition of robbery. Yeah, the taking of something of value from someone by, by force or threat of force. No, yeah. I've never been robbed. No, I have not been robbed either. You know, I think the the unlawfully part is also in there. Yeah, I've been burgled. Somebody stole somebody stole my bike, 
Yep. But uh, a robbery involves force or, or um, I threat of I think force. also at one point I might have been pickpocketed at Cedar Point. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Still not a robbery. No, still not a robbery. So no, I have not been robbed. Neither of us. All right. That's it. That's it. We're done. Yes. So on, on that, I guess, happy note, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.